This is Puck Tales. Woo. Yeah. And that man with the woo is no none other than King DeWitt of Nostalgize. You can find his articles with my high sticking. You get on Twitter. This man has the hot takes to burn your timeline. Uh, he is scorching. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, it'll melt your phone. Get it out of that otter box quick and put it in the freezer. <laughs> Those takes are just in fuego. But King's on to t- uh, tell us his backstory when it comes to the game of hockey, what he's into nowadays when it comes to the game of hockey, and um, exactly what got him to this point. So, King, before we get going, it is an honor to have you here in Puckburg. Thank you very much. And, yeah, uh, as we'll get started, just uh, what gets you into the game of hockey? Why hockey of all sports? I'd say most of all, being in Canada played a huge, huge, huge part because it's kind of a bit of a news flash. It's kind of our thing. I've heard. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Canada. We're, some people are very modest up here. They gave it the title of not the official national sport. They gave it the national winter sport title. And they gave lacrosse the national sport title, but... Really, I mean, like, I, I respect lacrosse. Like, I it's, it looks like a fun game, but when you're talking about the national sport of Canada and you have hockey, which is hockey, and lacrosse, it's kind of, you really should have a better answer for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd never, understood, answer. never understood that myself, so I'm glad that um, fellow citizens of Canada also have that same gripe. <laughs> We're very confused. <laughs> we were just like, we all wondering to each other, like, is is this, uh, are you sure this is the national sport of Canada? They're like, yep, lacrosse. And I'm like, well, not me. Or the rest of Canada were like, are you sure? Like, isn't there something else? No, that's the winter sport. It's your cover story. It's your cover story. You're, you say it's Pretty lacrosse, much. but it's really, you're cultivating hockey. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So what age do you think that um, you decided to break away from uh, the Canadian heart and go to the game of hockey? What, what age do you think you got into it for real? I always had it around my house. My dad was a Leafs fan going back to his entire existence, basically. He got to watch the Leafs Cup teams as a kid, got to see a ton of games at Maple Leaf Gardens. He, uh, well, he has an, I have uh, somewhere in this basement, a signed stick from the 64, 65 Leafs, I believe. Whoa. And it has Tim Horton. It has Red Kelly, Dave Keon, Johnny Bauer. Great. One of the greatest goalies of all time, Terry Sawchuk. Absolutely. All of them Absolutely. On that stick. And he has waited quite a long time to see them win another cup it has not happened yet so i always grew up in a household where it was all about the leafs and for a while i was a casual fan i just i i would 
be in and out of games. I knew Sundin. I knew Darcy Tucker. Um, Boy Devereaux, the classic uh, Leafs legends. And then I guess around uh, 2008, I started to kind of get more into the game. I started collecting hockey cards. And then I kind of started to realize that my allegiance followed in Colorado. That's a good place to be. Very good place. I haven't been to Colorado at all, but so I've heard it's a very good place to be. And is were you one of those that Hockey Night in Canada was just your mainstay? That was what that's just what you did. Oh, yeah. Um, because see, here in America, we we still don't have that that institutional routine night of hockey. I know NBC tried to make Wednesday night hockey a thing here in the States and it never really caught oh, on. Yeah. And that's something a lot of our um, hockey fans in America that they don't research the game and they don't, I mean, research where it was really cultivated and born the importance of hockey night in Canada for households all across Canada. Um, and you mentioned Timmy Horton as well. Another staple in his post career for, yeah, <laughs> A in a way in a way for the supplemental uh hockey night in canada experience but yeah that's something i've always wanted was just because i've always admired i love like i have the hockey night in canada ringtone on my phone and it's just oh yeah the old one the old one yes yeah then they uh they lost the rights yeah oh unfortunately it, that like i still hear that song and it's just it's just so good yeah it's iconic it's it's incredible and it's like the equivalent here would be monday night football everybody gathers around and watches monday night football they know the song it's it's that's i challenge like the listeners of this podcast who don't know about hockey night in canada you definitely need to give that just that whole experience a look um what was it exactly that made you decide to leave the leafs behind and go to colorado with your family well i was never really a leafs fan because for years I would follow, I, I wouldn't really follow the Leafs. It would always kind of, um, and I would be aware of, like I said, Matt Sandin, Darcy Tucker, uh, who else was on that team, Thomas Caverlet. And when I started to dig into it, oh, uh, is the inter- Wi-Fi okay? Uh, yes, you glitched for a little bit, but you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just got a thing that popped up that said my internet's unstable. stable. So uh, unless my internet's a Leaf fan, Leafs fan, then uh, I think I'm good. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think your internet's being judgy. <laughs> just perfect timing. It was just like, your internet's unstable because I, uh, I use Rogers. So they were like, no, you have to be a Leafs fan. What's the stuff about you not being a Leafs fan? No, um, look out they, the window. Uh, look at the CN yeah. Tower. <laughs> like CN Tower, Skydome. Wait, no, not Skydome. Rogers Center. Yeah. All this uh, stuff. But when I started to go into it really it was like two things that really got me following the avalanche. The first was um, this would be around the time they were in the away playoffs and they were facing Detroit for like, that probably was last time. And they had Forsberg that season. They still had Joe Sackick, Adam foot, and just understanding how much of legends these guys were was a huge part. And just seeing like Peter Forsberg, getting to see how much of a legend he was and like i guess in the past as well we had a lot of uh hockey books like those big hardcover books and reading about 
Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg was huge. But also, and this was around the time the NHL started to go into their like vintage series stuff, I started to see a lot of Nordique stuff. Mm. And I just, and I can, no, I know that you're on board with this too because you got a couple of Nordique stuff yes. on your uh, Temple of Doom. That's right. And uh, I got a Nordiques t-shirt at the Hockey Hall of Fame and I would wrap a lot of Nord- Nordique stuff and I kind of decided that because the Nordiques were now the Avalanche, I was going to rep them as my team. So it was kind of a combination between the two, and then it just kind of worked itself out. But unfortunately, it happened in the worst possible season because that was uh, Sakic's last season. We were It was the beginning of the tough years. Yeah. Yeah. The very dark times to come. <laughs> Not a fun time. Not a fun time at all. And um, again, if you didn't catch at the beginning of the show, um, King also is a part of a series called Nostalgice. You can find it on YouTube. Follow his socials. You can find it. He also does a very, very good piece on the branding of the Colorado Avalanche and what they were about to be. So if you want to follow that up, King does incredible work with that. So just want to give you Thank some... You little props there but it's fantastic fantastic work um and off the heels of that um now that you have declared your avalanche fandom and we're hovering around like the years of the dark times of the avalanche where do you when did you start getting into the the hockey media because i know you we were at mile high sticking for i i think the same time out I, was, I was there for a bit in 2017 mm-hmm. well what happened was i and this is once when i started uh my um college i was kind of hoping to do some stuff on the side with hockey i was doing some writing at a kind of a few different places just very casually not getting paid and i saw mile high hockey was hiring so I sent out an email and I emailed and then they said, I, f- I forget what they said, but it was just very different than what I applied for. I, I think they kind of misunderstood what I was going for or something like that. And then I kind of said like, nah, it's not what I said. Like I, I, I'm, I'm okay with anything. Like, I, I think they, they assumed that I was angry that I wasn't getting paid or wasn't <laughs> going to get paid for it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm cool not getting paid and then they never answered back and i kind of figured okay and then i heard and saw they were doing uh, a social media series where they were basically stalking the avalanche players social medias and just posting that as content and i thought well i kind of dodged a bullet <laughs> yeah like a little bit of a bullet. <laughs> yeah i yeah I, remember I mean, I, I, I would. I wish them well. I, I wish them the best in their future endeavors. <laughs> anyway, so then I uh, applied to Mile High Sticking, and fortunately, uh, they, <laughs> they 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 didn't send me uh, any confusing emails <laughs> where there were any. There was some stuff that they were misinterpreting up. But I was there for a bit in 2017-18. I took a step back in 2018 and then I came back 
about a year ago in 2020. And this is when I was, I guess, starting when you were still there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was doing avalanche history pieces. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I was, yeah, I was doing some of that stuff too with, uh, the why not us series. Yeah. You were doing the why not us series. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And mine was, uh, in the off season, I was just writing about obscure avalanche players. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Till, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, um, it was me, you, and I think, uh, Chris Maselli, uh, of locked on avalanche. We were all on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. Chris was in, uh, puck tales episode three. So it's kind of awesome. like my like, sticking reunion of sorts, but, <laughs> uh how did you how did you uh so you're mile high sticking you're uh writing your articles concerning the game of hockey what led you to where you are at where you are at now with nostalgia ice uh well i i my college uh i don't know if you call it a degree um diploma was in film and uh well that's what i do i'm a filmmaker screenwriter and as part of my film program uh we got all the Adobe products for free and we could use it to basically own our skills. Mm -hmm. And I always had the idea because I looked on YouTube and there is not a lot of hockey content out there compared to other stuff. There has always been a huge lacking of, I mean, there is some great stuff out there. Uh, There is, I mean, like I've I've seen a few channels, like uh, I don't give a Chuck is one that I've, I've seen that they do a really good job. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of others like that, but I always felt there's so much in hockey history that can be out there. Like, it's just so much weird, obscure stuff, and no one's doing in-depth videos about it. So I kind of wanted to do something like uh, Defunct Land. Uh, if, I, I, I know you've heard of it. Big fan. Yeah, big, I love uh, – I'm all about The Purge. Yes, I'm all about the purge. Um, but what Defunctland does for pretty much everything except sports, yeah. I wanted to do because I, I know they're doing a cooking show now. Uh, last I, I saw, that's what I was seeing as well. Yeah, crazy. Like I, I forget what I tweeted at uh, at Kevin Perger, but I think I, like I, I gave I, I forget what the I, the name I came up with was. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I had a really cool idea for a name, what he can call that series, but I don't think he took it. I don't he's, think he saw it. He's, I guess he's a busy guy. I, he's a very busy I'm guy. trying to remember it. I think I saw it scroll by my uh, timeline. Yeah. Well. I just don't remember because I was like, hey, King follows Defunct Lane as well. But I do. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to have to look it up because this thing's going to kill me. Because <laughs> I remember it was clever. I like, I thought of him like, haha. And. I only know is it was clever, but I can't think of it at the top of my tongue. But top of my tongue, anyways. Uh, Where the taste we, buds uh, are? Yeah, a lot of taste buds. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's cooking series, so it's got to be some taste buds involved. Uh, got to be. Um, so I wanted to do something in depth, and I always loved the story about the how the Avalanche were going to be called the Rocky Mountain Extreme. And I put together a thing, and this is before I had a mic. So if you watch the video, it's pretty terrible audio <laughs> quality that was done on my earbuds because I never had the chance to finish it on. And this is, I finished it during the beginning of the lockdown. 
Mm -hmm. And I never had the time to do the professional audio sound. I I didn't have a mic yet. So it sounds complete garbage, but other than that, it's still pretty good uh, quality content. It's incredible. I, I know I recommended it in the show, but like each one of your videos are absolutely incredible. Like I think honestly, the best one I've probably watched it four or five times your ranking of the minor league logos. Um, just like it owns me. It owns yeah. me. Absolutely owns that, me. <laughs> I just, a lot of them, I was like, how could they, those are some of the worst logos I've ever seen in my life. And your commentary on every one of them were, was incredible. Oh, hell. I, I do that stuff in my spare time. Like I'll, I'll just have uh sports logos up like Chris Creamer's site and I'll just be looking at some of the stuff and I'll be roasting that in my head <laughs> like I'll, I'll be seeing uh, like some of those are stuff that's always kind of like stuck with me but some of these I I was looking at them and I thought I should really do just a compilation of how bad some of these are like oh. legitimate like there was one where it looks like it was literally done on MS Paint oh well, yeah there's a couple oh they're and, so bad the sad part is I would not be surprised if they did that on MS Paint. If they just put together a cheaply done logo to save money. And, like these logos are so bad and part of leagues and time, like time area, like the area of time for these teams that I'm pretty sure you can't get merchandise. There's no way you're going to be able to find merchandise with those logos on it. Like you got to look very deep. Like I love, uh, like it's actually not a bad logo. But I just, I love the name. And when someone kind of spelled it out for me, I just, it blew my mind. The Louisiana Ice Skaters. I, like, oh, yeah. I was, ice. when I was, because when it's typed, because it's like Ice Gators and then it's like an alligator in the logo, I kind of figured, oh, whatever, you know, it's like typical minor Southern uh, minor league hockey team with like, you know, they were, they add ice to the thing. And then someone I know who's a logo, uh, designer is like no no say the name out loud and then i went ice skaters and i'm like no way yeah that's uh that when we were uh we covered that on fourth line minutes we were talking about just random logos and team names and the number one always until we had a minor league baseball team call themselves the rocket city trash pandas but (laughs) up until that point i was a huge fan of the orlando solar bears that's still my go to uh i mean Things might change if uh, Birmingham ever gets an uh, ECHL team. Yeah. Again, because they, they had one at one point. The yes. Bulls. The uh, the Bulls of the original, 90. Yeah. yeah. The Bulls in the middle, they were ECHL before they left in 2000. But Solar Bears all the way. I don't know if any uh, Solar Bears people are listening to this, but I love the Solar Bears. Uh, I've been in talks uh, with a few people. Uh, I'm hoping to get a jersey at some point. Uh, some people I know were sending me uh, some jerseys that were being sold, like of the original Solar Bears. Wow! And I'd I'd love to get my hands on one of those. Those are beautiful. Has anyone? Because I think it's it's one of your videos. It's on your most recent one, I believe, was um, the jersey uh, jersey Thursday talking about yeah. Dallas Stars concepts. Has anyone sent you any Rhinos concepts? No, I'd love if I could see and get some of that stuff, um, the best that I've gotten from that is it got linked in a down grows Brown 
down goes brown article wow um, so down down grow that, that's his uh that's his weed growing uh, spinoff <laughs> weed growing and agriculture spinoff yeah. yeah it's like where he just talks about the farmer's almanac all day it's like down grows brown no um i would like i would love to get my hands on some of that stuff yeah more so just because uh i mean shin uh george shin was an interesting is i guess still is an interesting guy yeah and i just love he had like the balloons that were the colors of the team and he just had like that big logo in the back with the, like a rhino with like missing teeth i mean the man had a dream the it didn't man. come true but he had he had a he had a dream, dream. <laughs> that's the what thought it, was still there that's that's that uh that's that how you say stuff in the like the southern north like uh, he had a dream bless his heart that's just how you just say well, that guy was an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but no the like your videos you absolutely it's uh you if you're listening to this right now and you need some incredible hockey content to go in to supplement the already incredible nhl playoffs that are going on right now you absolutely need to check out nostalgize i'm not just saying it because i uh have i've known king for a little while but his videos are incredible i would i would recommend them to anyone i would too um but i think the key thing there is that and i'm sure you can 100 percent agree with this and that's what i love about what you're doing with this is that there needs to be some really interesting stuff with hockey and it can't all just be people going on wikipedia and just finding a bunch of stuff and just recording like a voiceover like there's so much out there and for there to be content and people putting the work into making it interesting like you're in trees another i love i i love your tree yeah yep it's it's really it's great stuff it, it, you gotta i like just the cultivating of everything that's in it it's just i mean it's great stuff amazing and and i'm i'm honestly i'm really glad and that you were willing to come on here and like share your story and like what brought you to this moment and like the whole purpose of like what we're doing here is to get a lot of stories like yours on and inspire the next wave of people that just say you know what i've i need to do more i want to be more and like not disqualify themselves and like follow oh, of the nostalgia avenues, the take the stab of the dark and go mile high sticking. Like even though you're in Canada and you're writing for the avalanche, like that shouldn't be a disconnect. No. And I, I hope, especially when everybody checks out your videos and I hope this inspires the next wave of new content and new voices and, um, gets the hockey community going creatively oh of course but the thing i will say is that there is already i mean you've seen a ton of it there is a lot of that out there there is a lot of people that are making stuff and they're creating all this like content on twitter on uh, i mean r.i.p uh mr booth that was uh gone a bit too soon but people like that like people that are just having fun with it and that it doesn't always have to be old white men talking about uh that the boys are getting shots on that like there there's so much 
stuff that people are doing and can still be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just breaking out of that mold where you're not hearing, well, they played great last night. Puck's in deep. Cycle the puck. Doing great. Let then the- you have like everyone going like, thanks, thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'll tell you. No, I'm not even going to go to a Dodd Cherry. I um, call you a thumbs up. Let's go. <laughs> I say those boys, they need to give a. No, 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 no. Thankfully, the states, we don't have a Don Cherry. We have, yeah. Jeremy, we have a John, Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> or had. Yeah, he's had. gone. <laughs> Isn't he suing uh, NBC? Probably. Well, they're both going away, so. Yeah, good. Okay, but before we wrap this up, Let's yeah. let's let's do some legwork for ESPN and T, uh, TNT. If you are making a, um, everybody knows, a, if you are making an inside the NBA NHL panel, we already have Gretzky on there. Fill in the other three slots. I think you know who my first choice is going to be. You one hundred percent know who my first choice is going to be. I want to give you a platform to state his case. Ilya. Breeze, nasty, Breeze Galov. The guy, and I've pleaded my case on what the first time was a Twitter thread. The second time was on uh, on the bench with Beeks. The third time was in response to Igor Larionov the second. Yeah. Um, I think, well, it's not I think. I know Ilya Breeze Galov is great at this. The guy has a sense of humor. He's not boring at all. We have to be he's so just, mad. <laughs> yeah, the, like the guy literally he had people talking about, oh, he's Chris Pronger. Uh, like, what, what's it like uh, that he's playing back in Edmonton? And, and he's just like, he looks at the media. I sees it's all a bunch of idiots trying to, to create controversy. And he, and he just looks at them and goes, yeah, it's only a game. <laughs> we have to be so mad. It's only a game. Oh, like, if anyone hasn't seen his Players Tribune stuff, watch it. The guy is fantastic with people, funny, like interviewing former players. When he was on the sports that panel, he had, there was people on there that were like uh, the Doug McLeans that were trying to almost make fun of him in a way. They were, they were yeah. trying to be like, like a Russian guy and he turned it back on them and he basically saw humor in it. So mm-hmm. I am all for having Ilya Brizgalov be a panelist. With Gretz um, would be incredible too. <laughs> Wasn't he his coach at one point in uh, Arizona? Yeah, or Phoenix, I guess. I w- yeah, yeah. Oh, what if he just that kept calling it? What if he awesome. just never called him the Great One and just called him Coach? That would be incredible. Just everybody else call him like Wayne or Gretzky or the Great One, but Brzezgalov just calls him Coach. All right, now that we got chair number one and chair number two, where do we go with chair number three? See, there's a part of me that wants to go with the complete tank picks, but I want TNT to do well with the NHL. Yeah. So if I'm going full honesty, I'd go – I'd love Roberto Luongo on there. Ooh. Like to have two goalies on there. 
and Bobby Lou is perfect for that, that kind of stuff. Like just personality. I didn't even think about him. That would be really good. Like he's a good calm presence, but he would I would love that. So we got Gret I, yeah. Gretz. Yeah. We got Rizgalov, we got Luongo. Who would be your who would be the brand new freshly retired Shaquille O'Neal on the inside the NHL panel? Very tough choice because you gotta have the straight man. We gotta have there. we gotta have your straight man that connect to c- the current game and these former voices of days gone by. That's a tough one because you got so many guys that would be great for it. I don't know. Like I, I remember for a while I was talking about how great having like Kevin BX on the panel would be. Yeah. Um. Someone like BX, someone like, um. People have suggested the Spit and Chicklets guys. Uh, I don't know. They, I don't think they are. They have, a, they have a good thing going. I think. I don't. I don't think they're going to want to leave. Yeah, you wouldn't want to leave something like that and no. go suit and tie ESPN corporate or TNT corporate because you're going to take a lot of what they can do with their freedom. Take yeah, love it or hate it. Um, you'll take that freedom away, and I think you'll take a lot of what their magic is yeah. out of them. I was, up, was yeah. I was always when they announced this Gretzky. I was always wondering why can't we get Paul Korea on there? Paul Korea would be great. Like having him in some capacity in the media, just sharing his uh, like his stories. Because like that's what it really should. I mean, like you can get like analysts and people like that, like the Pierre LeBruns of the of the hockey world. But getting yeah, getting like a Paul Korea on there to really just like share like, like like be uh i don't like i don't know like uh eric lindros uh he'd be an interesting kind of like shack yeah rule kind of guy like i don't know how because i've seen him on uh what's his name arsenio yeah back in the 90s and he he seemed kind of a bit shy like i I I thought about that a lot especially going into these playoffs with all these um hits and going to the department of player safety and what does it matter i'd always mm-hmm. like paul korea had injury problems and concussion issues and yeah i think that if they had if this was like fast forwarded one year and we were talking to the inside the nhl panel and they asked paul what do you think about this hit and then him relate it to something that he experienced and then of course they're going to show that clip of korea on the ice and you just get that one breath on the on the glass and like I, I just thought that would be something that would help further bolster the uh, the safety movement that's going on right now, especially with like hits from Wilson and Reeves and Kadri that are going on. I just thought his voice would be something that would, uh, or maybe even if Crosby decides to hang it up, that would be the go-to guy that you would want to get. Yeah, like a Crosby or uh, like who else is probably going to hang it up in a bit. Um... I mean, PK Subban, 100% when he retires full time. That that would. I mean, he's already on ESPN. Yeah. Tailor made for him. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's absolutely already uh, bolstering his resume right now. He is just getting like he's. It's like a hands in any in a glove that will fit. Yeah, perfect. Can I add a a fifth uh, category there in terms of like host? Yes. And this is like I, I said this on on the bench with Beeks. I want Lauren Gardner in a national role. Absolutely. People love her in Den. I mean, people in Denver love her. It's like the world needs to love her as well. Yeah. I guess they're getting the chance. She's on uh, MLB Network, right? Yes. I yeah. think she splits a little time and does a little NHL network. Yeah, she's MLB yeah. Network because they share the same studio. I don't know if you know yeah. that. Uh, I don't think I did. No. They, you know, MLB Network has that little, like, uh, small baseball field in their studio. Yeah. In the corresponding off seasons, the MLB Network and the NHL Network will have, like, a home run derby and stuff against each other. That is awesome. Yeah, they since they share the same studio, they that is awesome. They kind of do a little cross promotion, so yeah, that would totally make sense. That would be amazing. Yeah, I completely love that idea, and you heard it here first. So when when this panel lines up exactly like King asked, uh, you know where to come back to and where the inspiration came from. From the yeah, wife. Well, I'm just rooting for Breeze. At this <laughs> yeah. point. I mean, I've, I heard you mention that on uh, on Beeks' show, yeah. and I was like, I was like, that couldn't be more perfect. I, I'm, I, I'm going as in depth as possible to make that happen. Yeah, I, I still like in my day to day life, like even at work, whenever something happens, I'm like, well, you'd be so mad. I mean, when you guys are what pulling up nostalgia, you also need to pull up all of these. These clips we're referencing, so you know exactly what we're talking about. I got to do it in nostalgia on uh, on Breeze. Oh my goodness, the it's like a very uh, a very long time coming for that. Yes, yes, <laughs> thirty for thirty style. What if I told you? Oh, it's like why you have to be mad at the Breeze story. <laughs> that would be incredible. Well. My friend, it has been an honor to have you here in Puckburg. It has been, this has been a wonderful Puck Tales right here. Um, again, everyone go follow him. Hey, throw out your socials, throw out everything so everybody can go follow you. K Da O'Reilly. And that's uh, with the letter K. It's a uh, wordplay. Uh, if you can, if you listen to On the Bench with Beaks, I go a bit into it a bit of why it chose the name. It's a pun on Radar O'Reilly because K Da King Dowett. And uh, I thought it was pretty clever, and uh, I'm sure in time you will too. <laughs> uh, I'm also out there on Instagram as Nostalgize Katie, and that's also uh, the Twitter for uh, Nostalgize and Jersey Thursday stuff, which this Thursday your episode will be coming out. We'll get to see the Temple of Do- like literally the entire Temple of Doom. You uh, you showed the whole thing. I did. I remember picking up the laptop and spinning it around. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, keep an eye on those things for my short film Tape Boy. Yes. Which uh, might come to a city near you. Um, keep an eye out for it. Uh, it's pretty good. I have the trailer out on the Nostalgize YouTube, and it that's a pretty good time um i guess that's uh it's all of it right yeah i think and that trailer is a vibe you got to go check out that thank trailer you for tape boy that is a vibe but again my friend thank you so much for coming on here in puckberg we are honored to have you here 
Thank you. Um, and thank you everybody for checking us out for episode four of here in Puckburg. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at H Puckburg on Instagram here underscore in underscore Puckburg. And make sure you follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. New platforms are being rolled out daily. And always, it is a pleasure to have you here in Puckburg. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>